Every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? Which one got a little bit better? Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies. And when I was little, I was the beast from Beauty and the Beast for Halloween. That's really precious. That's really cute. Were you just the beast on your own or was anyone a bell or just? So, I mean, it goes hand in hand. I was the beast and my sister was the baby dinosaur from the TV show Dinosaurs. <laughs> they kept yelling, not the mama. I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer who, when she was little, really wanted to be a witch. And not for Halloween, like, in my life. Okay. It was an aspiration, you know? Did this coincide with, like, Harry Potter? Fuck no, it coincided with Charmed. I'll have you know. Well, speaking of witches, Jessica, what movie are we watching this week? Well, today we are giving a second chance to Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, a.k.a. the only Halloween movie in the franchise to not have Michael Myers. Well, before we get into Halloween's Season of the Witch, Joe, is there anything you've recently given a first chance? Yes. I went to the theater... And saw Pearl. Ooh. Pearl is the prequel to X, which dropped earlier this year. It was like a secret prequel that they sprung on us. I, unfortunately, have not seen X yet, so (laughs) I made a really risky gamble. I don't know how it's going to pay off, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. If it's a prequel, I I don't know how it would spoil something that happens in the future, Whereas if I watch that, I might know the outcome of some characters. I don't know. So I watched Pearl. Pearl is such a unique movie because it is filmed as if it's like the 40s. It has a very like Wizard of Oz-esque like musical vibe sometimes. Just like just sets and it's about a young woman that lives on a farm and dreams of stardom. And I feel like most of us can relate to that, of just, like, wanting something better than what we have or having a dream and a goal, and just something's just not right with her, and bad, one bad thing leads to another. And, man, did it have me. I was, I was really shocked at how, like, connected to this movie. Just, like, this young woman just having this dream and just... <sighs> Maybe not going to reach it. Man, I liked it a lot. So I have seen X. I have not seen Pearl yet. I really enjoyed X, and I can only imagine that Pearl as a prequel just makes the story of X richer and more interesting because uh, it's an origin story, for lack of a better term. One thing um, that I also found really interesting um, and intriguing about Pearl 
is that I like old movies. I enjoy watching them, and I like movies from that Technicolor era. I One of my favorite movies of all time is Wizard of Oz, even though it's a weird-ass movie. I love it. Um, and one thing I think that looks really cool about Pearl is, like you were saying, it's like a movie in the 40s or like has that 40s movie kind of feel, but it's also dealing with like darkness and and gore and like that's something you never saw in like the 1940s movies in technicolor era because like they literally couldn't show that based on like a code of ethics of what you could show in movies so i like that that ty west had the idea to like do a horror movie in that time period because you just never saw that like you couldn't see um, an actual murder or anything like that in a 40s movie hey 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 do you know who's an ex no the person I would leave my partner for, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. So with Pearl, the thing that impressed me the most is Mia Goth's performance as Pearl. She plays someone that teeters the line of Dorothy and the Wicked Witch. That's, I think that's so cool. The best way I can describe her. And I want her to be nominated for an Oscar. I think she deserves it. Out of everything I've seen this year... Because I've seen a lot because I have AMC's A-list, so I get to see a lot of movies. I want to get an AMC A-list sponsor for the show because, like, oh, my God, I am, like, about ready to fucking get one. I haven't yet. But, like, just hearing Joe talk about all the movies he gets to see makes me want to run to the theaters and get my AMC A-list. Jessica, what have you watched that's new this week? I have watched something that's not new to the world, but it's new to me. Let me take you on my journey. Okay, you ready? Buckle up. Let's go. You may remember in our last episode, Halloween H2O, we talked heavily about Josh Hartnett from that era, and we mentioned The Faculty, uh, which I can't even begin to explain what a time that movie is and how much I low-key fucking love it. So I decided I'm going to rewatch The Faculty real quick, just an update from last episode. Josh Hartnett's hair in the faculty is the exact same that it is in Halloween H2O. He never found a barber or a comb? Or just like a poor hairstylist that's on the set, just like fucking brush it through for him, maybe throw some spray on it. No. Was that the look at the time? I think it was the look for him. Okay. Maybe not anyone else. So while I watched The Faculty and enjoyed the hell out of it on HBO, HBO recommended a movie from the same time period called Disturbing Behavior. What is Disturbing Behavior? I am so glad you asked. Disturbing Behavior has the same feel as The Faculty and The X-Files. In fact, if there's any other X-Files heads out there like me, hello, I named my dog Scully, but David Nutter directed many iconic episodes of The X-Files. He directed Disturbing Behavior. So I was like, I absolutely have to watch this. And it's so wild. It has teenage James Marsden as our lead. And then we have Katie Holmes and um, the guy who played the yellow man in Sin City. Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl, thank you. If you're like me and you love 90s weirdness, this movie's for you. James Marsden moves to like a small city and some of the teens are acting super weird and maybe there's something nefarious going on. It's a time and it's very similar to The Faculty. So if you love The Faculty and you love The X-Files, you'll thoroughly enjoy this movie. Let's stop talking about our first time and let's get into our second chance. 
with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So, for those of you who do not remember Season of the Witch, or have never heard of Season of the Witch, I'm going to read what IMDb has to say as its synopsis. Kids all over America want silver shamrock mask for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Shamrock owner Conal Cochran. Does that sum up the movie for you? I think it... Yeah, yeah, it sums up the movie. Kids want the mask and the doctor's like, why? Basically also could be described as the only Halloween movie without Michael Myers in it. Yeah, I mean, that's plot-wise what happens... Which I didn't know going into it. Uh, this was my first time with it. I'd always been curious because I just knew it as Halloween movie without Michael Myers. The title always intrigued me. It's like a good title. The Season of the Witch. Like, ooh. But afterwards, watching the movie, I think Season of the Witch is a terrible name for the movie. I agree. I think it's a fucking cheap title. The witchy vibes that I expected going into this movie just were not there. <laughs> It's, yeah, no witch vibes at all. Nope. All right, guys. During this episode, we may spoil this movie from 1982. So, beware. Spoilers beware. We might spoil a movie that's longer than our lifetime. So, you've had a chance. This was both our first time. We can kind of skip our first time. We don't know anything about it. So, let's just hop into what others people thought about their first time. All right, let's get into some fucking reviews. Right off the top, with the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, we're sitting at 47% with an audience score of 28%. Let's kick this off with some positive reviews about this movie, something this movie really hasn't seen. No, it is not. There is very few positive reviews for this movie. Cody Leach of Cody Leach uh, from YouTube. He's, Cody's got a YouTube channel. Hey, Cody. It's a shame this movie's legacy was killed by having the name Halloween attached to it. While Myers is nowhere to be found, what you do have is one of the most unique and creative horror flicks of the 80s. This is a twisted and campy classic for October. I think it is a bit of a stretch to call it a, like, campy and twisted classic or, like, one of the... I don't think so. Um, I do think that, like, had... Actually, had the title been different, it would have reflected differently on the movie. So, I'm kind of in the boat of... I like the title of Halloween, but because of the reason I discovered so let's rip this bandit off now. Yeah. Originally, John Carpenter had the idea of making Halloween kind of like, I would say like Twilight Zone, where it's like episodic, but like movies. So each Halloween movie was its own theme, thing, different plot. It wasn't going to be Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Michael Myers. It was not like going to be continued like that. Michael was one and done. With Halloween, he was just the starting point. But the fan base just loved it. They wanted more Michael. They wanted that mask. They wanted this, the knife stabs, whatever it was. And so the studio was like, hey, let's bring him back for a sequel. 
And so, reluctantly, he made the sequel. But the third one, he was like, no, 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 I want to drop the Michael thing. We get this third one, and the audience was like, boo, where's Michael? And so, he unfortunately has to continue on with four. Michael's back. Five. Michael's still around. Like, here we are in 2022, and we're getting another Michael Myers movie. Yeah, it has not stopped. The train is still going. I do like the idea of Michael Myers having a franchise. I also think Halloween, as just like the generic name for the franchise, has always been terrible. Because like Nightmare on Elm Street is very unique to Freddy. Um, Jason kind of just has his uh, Friday the 13th. So that's unique to him. I wish Halloween had a more specific name than the generic holiday name because halloween as originally intended by john carpenter to have like different plots each halloween movie sounds wonderful and this third one would be a nice little fit to it i like this idea of like just changing it up there's a different thing that happens each halloween that's scary and creepy yeah, with like that knowledge, first Halloween wasn't supposed to necessarily be the only of this Halloween. It makes sense, like why that title felt a little more generic, because it was going to be an anthology, and each movie took place around or on Halloween. For an anthology, Halloween is a great name. The concept of Season of the Witch is pretty interesting and unique, and could work in an anthology landscape. But it's also really tricky when, and I really can't think of a franchise like this at all, where you've already made not only the first one that people really, really liked, but then you've made a sequel that spawns from that first one, and then you're trying to introduce it as an anthology. That's like a really hard sell, because they're already really invested, really hard to kind of go, okay, well, those first two movies, like, we're disregarding that for this third movie. It's complicated, and like so I, I respect and I see where John Carpenter was going, and I'm so curious, because apparently they had other ideas in the works, like other anthology movies going forward. Like, what would those have been like? As an anthology, they could have had that going and made a new movie every year. It is a really good idea, and it, it's so interesting to think, like, had they not made the Michael Myers Halloween sequel that we know, like, what would we have moved on from like if season of the witch was a sequel and then we keep building an anthology like if the studio hadn't interfered like that like what would that all look like it's really interesting and it could it could be like an american horror story you know for that time all right rl schaefer with ign dvd said halloween 3 season of the witch might have been hated back in the day but it simply doesn't deserve the anger and animosity nowadays I agree. I think it's like a fine movie for 82. It works. There was a preface for everyone that goes into a season of the witch to say, Hey, like, yeah, it has the Halloween title that, you know, with Michael Myers, but just like disregard that and keep this as its own movie. I think maybe the judgment would be less harsh because what they're doing is it does feel fresh even today. Like the concept is very unique. Brian Eggert of Deep Focus Review. If nothing else, the movie's repetitive, relentless, electronic, 
Silver Shamrock Jingle is bound to incept its way into your mind every Halloween season. Dude, okay, yeah. It's four days of Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. It's four days of Halloween, Silver Shamrock. As the movie kept going and we kept hearing that theme song, I kept being like, this is driving me crazy. This is driving me insane. And that's what it's supposed to do is like make you feel like you're losing your mind. Every time it came on, I just started dancing and like singing along to it. That is a really powerful device in this movie is that theme song. Because it just makes you feel like dread almost when you hear it. Jeffrey M. Anderson with Combustible Celluloid. Great name. Combustible Celluloid. I fucking love that. That's a great... I've never heard that publication's name before. I love it. The actual movie is filled with amusingly strange ideas, some supremely dark horrific material and some flat out kooky stuff yeah i think melting children's faces is pretty dark was not expecting that and that's the thing i give the movie props for it's something today's movies would be like we can't hurt a child oh we not only do we melt a child's face but bugs came out of his mouth afterwards does that make sense no but we did it we fucking did it. It's a lot to see. They go there sometimes. They really do. All right, let's switch it up after all these glowing reviews to negative reviews. Steve Crumb of VideoReviewMaster.com has little connection with the first two Halloweens, including True Terror. Ooh. Aja Romero with Vox. This movie is a dirty trick on all Halloween fans. I mean, it is if you don't know the backstory, of course. Yeah. Okay, but, but, yes. But can I say, I feel like I was duped while watching this movie. Not because I knew Michael Myers wasn't in it. I knew it had nothing to do with that whole storyline. But every time I have seen a poster for this movie or an image of this movie, it's always had a silhouette of three figures one has witch hat on and the others are like also draped in what looks like witchy outfits so when i was going into this movie having that image in my mind it looks already kind of spooky and witchy and you love witches oh i love witches and it's in the fucking title so i was like expecting some real witchy stuff and then i felt duped because when there's a montage of like kids throwing on the masks throughout the nation there is a quick shot of these kids wearing the masks with the silhouette walking through and i was like that's the poster you fucking lied that's the poster random kids dressed in these masks you lied to me you lied to me i felt duped i did sean Munro, a flickering myth halloween 3 cynically critiques consumerism all while tethering itself to a brand name in the craven pursuit of more money. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. Ooh, yeah, ooh. It could come off that way. Yeah, definitely. Before I had seen this movie, I just assumed, knowing kind of how the industry works, 
that like it was more likely like a Cloverfield Paradox situation, if you will, Ugh. where they made a movie and was like, no one's going to see this movie unless we slap a already existing franchise on it. And then reading up on it, it was like, no, actually, John Carpenter had an idea before it even launched. Feels less money grabby knowing that. Eric D. Snyder of ericdsnyder.com. Were it not for the middle 30 minutes, which take approximately 73,000 hours to watch, forgetting it would be easy. Is he talking the middle is the good part or the middle is the bad part? It sounds like the middle is the bad part. To me, when I read it, it sounded like the middle was the good part. Because forgetting that part would be easy. The middle is pretty boring. It's like a doctor... I don't know why a doctor is investigating this. Not his job. But I do like that someone is trying to figure out, like, why are these masks killing people? Because, like, the idea of selling masks to kids, murdering the kids, is wild as hell. And it ends on super, such a dark note, and I, I like it. But, yeah, the middle is just like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think the middle is the most boring I don't give a shit part like the beginning and the end is really cool. If we had like a, a cohesive middle that I could really get into and have the tension build to the end. Great. But the middle for me is like, I hate it. I don't care. I don't like this doctor. I don't care. Very surprisingly for me, Hollywood's sassiest bitch watched season of the witch. Wow. Oh, I didn't even mean to rhyme, but of course that did. <laughs> Roger Ebert with the Chicago Sun Times wrote This is one of those identikit movies assembled out of familiar parts from other better movies. I need to know what movies he's talking about. So the only movie that I can think of is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. It does have that kind of vibe, especially with how they end. And I would say Invasion of the Body Snatchers is definitely a better movie. They're really only comparable in in very broad ideas. Like, I don't really think of another movie that's kind of like this. Nowadays, like for that time period, nowadays I can look at this movie and be like, oh, this would just be like a Black Mirror episode. Jessica... Let's move into our second chance. Technically, our first chance, but the movie's second chance. What did you think of this movie? I'm just going to be really honest up top. Good. Thank you. I went in with some, I don't want to say like low expectations, but I went in ready to enjoy this. I knew that this would have no bearing on the Halloween franchise that I know. Uh, I was very curious about how it stands on its own, like just judging it as a movie on its own. And so I really tried to like this. I would even argue that I did like it for the first 20-ish minutes. And then I think in the middle is where I was really lost and really an annoyed almost because there were some really interesting setups in this movie that didn't pay off in an exciting way necessarily. And while the concept is really interesting, I would say the end result really wasn't a ton. I think maybe there's a 
few reasons for this. And also the main character was really unlikable and I didn't give a shit about him. He was kind of just there for me. Exactly. Yeah, he was just there. But we're supposed to sort of care about him because we're following him as he goes. And it's like, oh, fucking shut up, dude. Like, I don't (laughs) care. Okay, so let's just like set the scene. So the movie starts also has like 12 starts in this movie. Like it just keeps it starts with the guy who's running and then the guy who's running runs into the one guy who's working the stand. The guy and then we're following the guy who works at the stand and then we're following the ER. It's like, okay, okay. So this guy shows up to the ER essentially having been attacked. He's freaking out. He seems mentally unstable and then he's killed in the ER and that killer super ooh, gruesomely super gruesomely his face just gets smooshed and then his killer blows himself up in a car which also was like whoa whoa he sets himself on fire in the in his car like oh my god all of this beginning i was intrigued i was like what is going on and essentially the er doctor for this patient that was murdered and then murder suicide He's like, what the fuck is going on? And the victim's daughter shows up and it's like, hey, what do you know about my dad? That was my dad. That was my dad. What do you know about him? Who killed him? Who killed my dad? And then because this movie takes place in the 80s where if there was a main character who was a male and a female, they either were banging, gonna bang, or had banged. That's that's what it is. Oh, they bang. It also comes out of nowhere. There's no, like, lead up to it. They're just like, we haven't done anything in a while. Let's have sex. And just it just happens. It just happens. What? Why? Why are these two having sex at all? Doesn't he have a family? Oh, he he's divorced. He, he... Not a great dad, by the way. Like, the movie kind of builds it up as like, yeah, his ex-wife's a real drag. But, like, from my opinion, she's the one taking care of the kids and he's not. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. But one thing that annoyed me about this man was his own children have the masks that are taking over children and murdering them. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about them. He's more focused on his new hookup towards the end of the movie when he finds out what's going on with these silver shamrock masks. He's not like, oh, my God, my children have those masks. And instead is like... But my my lady friend that I'm now hooking up with, I need to care about her first. And I'm like, dude, you're a father. What are you doing? I hate you so much. So basically, Silver Shamrock is a corporation who is making masks. The masks are also made with a part of Stonehenge. Correct. You, you know, <laughs> you know Stonehenge. <laughs> Heard of it. So this corporation, Silver Shamrock, has a taken one of those rocks and is you know breaking it down and each mask comes with like i i guess a little fragment of stonehenge rocks in a microchip yeah in a microchip i'm sorry in a microchip that's correct duh oh also silver shamrock is owned by pagans who are like hey you know what my halloween was all about human sacrifices and i'm gonna bring it Back to that. Fuck your trick-or-treating. It's all about sacrifices. So we're going to just murder a bunch of children. I'm so glad you were here to explain this to me because I checked out in the middle. <laughs> so one thing that annoyed me, again, because I love witches. I love, I will, anything that has a witch, I will fucking watch it. Okay. And so I was like, we're going to get a witchy coven 
It's season. It's season of the witch. We're gonna get some witches. Oh no. Mm. Mm. Oh no. Instead of what we're gonna get is some men in suits who are of pagan descent, and while our antagonist is explaining to our doctor dude, hey, yeah, we're gonna sacrifice kids and pour blood in the streets for the pagans gods or whatever oh, yeah. and our protagonist is like oh so witchcraft and that's it that's the closest we get to witches while we're on that note let's talk about how close it gets to the halloween franchise and there's like two or three parts throughout the movie the movie halloween is just playing in the background on a tv what are we doing that's super weird so like the idea is that Silver Shamrock, in conjunction with the television networks, is on Halloween playing the first Halloween movie with Laurie Strode. During the programming of Halloween, the movie playing in Halloween 3, then there's going to be a broadcast over the TV that's going to possess the Stonehenge in the mask and then possess the killed and kill them. Is there any thing you loved about this movie? Is there any one scene that you were like, this is my favorite scene in this movie? 15-ish minutes into the movie was the most intriguing part. I think... Was it the, I don't know what's going on and I'm interested in... Yeah. What is going on? The, the mystery of some guy running... He's being chased by, like, an entity person, and that person gets smooshed in the middle of a car. Yeah. What? I think when the victim is tracked down in the hospital, and then the he, he's killed, and then the killer explodes himself in a car, I was like, what does all this mean? I also will say that I liked when Dr who has no business investigating, and daughter, who later bang. Yeah, they bang. Guys, can we focus? Your dad's dead. Do you care? Like, aren't you grieving, girl? The corporation of Silver Shamrock that I guess is also a cult, they run a a, a town that they own, which is also really intriguing. Like, what the fuck's going on with this town? Spooky. And then they also have just, like, an army of robots. That chase people down? Yeah, which took away from the spooky vibes because it's like, okay, so they're pagan slash witch men who run a corporation and also figured out a way to make robots. Maybe just a little too much is going on here. There was almost like just too many ideas happening in this movie. And... The concept of the movie was really cool, but I think the execution of like, okay, but why are they doing this feels a little murky. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When the commercial airs and it gives like the epilepsy to the kids and then the mask melts and it melts their head, why do bugs come out of their mouth? I don't know. That, like, I, I guess... I understand that, like, I, I can believe that Somehow, with the radio and TV airwaves, can trigger the Stonehenge's microchip to melt the mask and melt a kid's face. I have no idea why 
crickets suddenly emerge from their mouths. I don't get it. So I agree. I will fully buy that the Stonehenge stone you stole melts a kid's face. But also, not only are there crickets, a snake comes out of one of the kids' heads. Multiple, and a rattlesnake, too. Why? That was gross as hell, though. So gross. I did not appreciate that. Again, the whole point is to spill blood and have them be like sacrifices. But then we also have critters just coming right out of their face. I do like, eventually, Monarch kidnaps our lead doctor guy and, like, puts a mask on him. And, like, oh, no, now he's got to escape. I'm back in this movie now. I think the the beginning of this movie and the end of this movie are interesting. The ending is interesting. I don't know if the payoff really works. I do like, at the end... He tries his hardest to stop it all by calling the television networks and being like, black out your screen, black out your screen. Stop playing TV. I like the idea that there's one one person that's like, oh yeah, we'll turn off the television. We're going to turn off the channel. You got it, stranger. All right, yeah. You know what? I don't get paid enough. I'll turn it off. But it doesn't work. I like that we end on the broadcast getting played that we know is going to possess kids but we don't see the possession really we imagine it ourselves where it's gonna go and that's pretty cool our main guy our doctor guy knocks the fucking head off of the girl he had sex with oh yeah victim's daughter who becomes like love interest gag like shut up turns out she's like a robot person she gets possessed by the robot people and that was kind of cool because it was like oh oh i didn't see that coming i didn't see coming but when i saw it i was like i get it it makes sense that that twist that twist would happen yeah yeah so he fucking knocks her head off all right jessica if you had to would you give this a second chance I'm going to go with a no. I don't think this deserves a second chance. Just on its own. Yes, it's weird that this is within the franchise of Halloween. But that aside, not even comparing it to the Halloween movies that we know and love with Michael Myers. On its own, I just don't think it's that good. I think that there were some cool concepts here. I think at some points it really missed the mark, though, in terms of why this stuff is happening, in terms of our main characters that we're following. I just think that if this story was maybe a little more fleshed out and really knew why it was doing these things and maybe just had a different title because there is no witches. You fucking lied to me. There's no witches. I don't care if Michael Myers is not here. There's no witches. I don't mind that Halloween's a part of the title. Just witches. (laughs) Give me witches. I just think it's so interesting because a lot of people avoid this movie because there's no Michael Myers in it. But I'm saying, like, avoid this movie because it's just not fucking good. I would also say not to give it a second chance. I do think for the 80s, the first, like, 30 minutes are really intriguing. I'm I'm interested in the story. I really drop out in the middle. But I come back at the end. Is it terrible? It's not terrible. There's way worse things I've sat through. But I just think, like, I think anyone who watched this movie and hated it the first time because Michael Myers isn't in it 
they all should give it a second chance. They should know the history. It was supposed to be an anthology series, and studios were like, meh, we want it. Michael, meh. Watch it without the idea of Michael's supposed to end up in this. It doesn't happen. But the end picks up. I do like that it's like a very different ending than I'm used to for like early 80s movies. That it doesn't end happy. It's what a fucking downer. Like, oh, the kids are dying. Oh, that sucks. That's unfortunate. I just overall like whatever. I think if you're going to watch like all the Halloween movies, it's a must. Suffer through this one. It's not even suffer. I didn't really hate it that much. It's just... I live in 2022, and movies have just evolved so much. And this just doesn't hit the right notes. But as far as 80s movies concerned, it wasn't awful. But you don't need to watch it. You could just hear us talk about it. Yeah, I promise it's way more entertaining. I wrote Ellie is possessed, and I don't remember who Ellie is. I think that's the 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 victim's daughter. Okay, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be her. That should be our main character. Also, is her, not a ER doctor. Because the doctor, I don't see why he's investigating. Like, oh my, my patient is. My patient has died because of the mask. But why? Why? Okay, I don't know. Hire a PI. I do think the main characters should be, especially if Laurie Strode, if our franchise is built on, like, the heroine, like, lady just stepping up to, like, scary things and, like, I'm going to fight you, scary things. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movie, a spooky edition of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube for a visual episode if you want to see our faces and being spooky. You can find us on all of our social medias that is linked in the show notes. Follow the conversation with us. Let us know what are some of your favorite obscure, weird horror movies that not a lot of people talk about, like Season of the Witch. That gets overlooked. Did you like Season of the Witch? Have you seen it? If not, that's okay. A lot of people haven't. And there's no Michael Myers in it. So, like, whatever. A big thank you, as always, to Beady Mick Beadface for our dope theme song that we just love so much. And, yeah, we'll be back again soon with another spooky Second Chance movie. Second Chance movie.